Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. Scarlet Note. Welcome to Scarlet Note. Welcome to Scarlet Note. Uh, For those that were here on Friday for Two or Better, we talked about nonverbal communication. Nonverbal communication. Could we uh, look at the person next to us and share some of that nonverbal communication uh, and greet one another in a, in, a, in a nice way with joy and happiness? Come on. If this is your first time with us, we want to say welcome. Welcome to Scarlet Note. As you heard Jaden scream out and say, we are a crazy bunch. That's what he said, that we're crazy. Uh, so we want to welcome you for those that are watching us online. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, also, uh, I know that I, I think I had a notice of someone who was here for the first time and, and they were outside and we just wanted to welcome them as well. Uh, if you are watching uh, online, if you are on YouTube, we want to welcome you. Scarlett, don't make some noise. If, if you are on Instagram and you are on uh, Facebook, we want to also welcome you as well. All week, Monday through Friday, I like to spend some time in prayer with you all uh, at 6.30 in the morning. You can join me at that time. If not, uh, usually the prayers are recorded so that uh, when you wake up or when you're on your lunch break or in the evening, you could still go through that uh, time. It's usually about 15 minutes. I've been getting a little excited more and more, and they keep going longer and longer, and I was reminded, keep it short, Pastor. So uh, we're going to keep it there to 15 minutes. Uh, I know because Ingrid, uh, I'm just messing with you, Ingrid. I know. I'm just messing with She looked up. She looked. <laughs> All right. But I want to get quickly, I want to get into today's um, uh, chat with you all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be reading out of the book of Matthews, uh, Matthew chapter 14, and I'm going to read verses 22 to 32. I want you to be very patient with me as we read together. Um, we read together, and then I, I know this is, this is one of those thinking messages, right? Um, anybody remember the era of uh, Arsenio Hall? Yes. Anybody remember that? Yeah. Yeah, remember. All right, y'all, the, the, the dog pound, we don't need the dog pound. But he had a set, there was a section in there, there was a section in there where, where he would say, these are things that make you go. Mm. So this is one of those messages, right? It's just going to make you go. All right, and this is what I hope it does. So I, I, I want you to be patient with me, but I want you to follow also with me. So all eyes closed, let's pray, and let's get right into today's teaching. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the obedience of your children, your sons and daughters. We thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice of those that, Lord, are have really sacrificed to be here this morning and for those that are separating some time where they are, Lord, to listen, Lord, online. Father, we pray right now. That your Holy Spirit presence be with us, stirred up inside of us, Lord. That we may be receptive, we may be receptive to your words and what you want to say to us. I pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. amen. And amen. And amen. Matthew chapter 14, 22, 32. When seas roar, this is part three. Uh, Pastor Jose is going to finish next week. He's going to wrap things up for us. 
good. You better clap like that for me too. <laughs> Here we go. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. Follow the instructions? Okay. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Who was with Jesus? Nobody. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from land, for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning. What time? Are you getting that? What time? How, How many know that things are a little augmented? They're a little scarier at that time. Three o'clock in the morning. Jesus came towards them. How many know that's a little freaky? All right. Next. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified in their fear. They cried out, it's ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. He said, take courage. I'm Then Peter called down to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and he walked on water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind, And the waves, he was terrified and began to save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out, grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? And then when they climbed back into the boat, what happened? What happened? All right. So Peter tests Jesus by asking him, if it's really you, Jesus, if it's really you, Jesus, I want you to notice these two things. Peter is testing Jesus, and in his attempt, Jesus gives him instructions to leave the boat And join him right on the lake, right on the water. Now, this was all per Peter's request to test if it was really Jesus or not. So to prove who he was, then Jesus doesn't test Peter where it's easy and where it's safe. He does it where it's hard, unpredictable, and impossible. Everything on that side of the boat, you can manage. You can handle. Everything on that side of the boat. But on this side of the boat, somebody say on this side of the boat. boat. 
you don't have another choice but to hold on to Jesus. Your conversations, your thoughts, your sight can only be on Jesus when you are on the water, on the impossible, on what seems unmanageable. God is telling us today, you want me? Get up, get out, and onto the water where nothing makes sense, where everything is unknown, where things are irrational at times. See, it's okay to tell God where you want to go. It's okay to tell him where you want to go. And it's okay to tell him the terms and the conditions of how you want to get there. It's quite all right. But you have to be ready. You have to be prepared with when and how he responds. And that seems to be our biggest challenge. If it's really you, if it's really you, you is what Peter said. I'm sure Peter probably wasn't ready or expecting Jesus to respond that fast and that unexpected. Peter didn't have any time to really prepare and reflect on these turn of events. And what I mean by this is that Peter is in this predicament that he's in, but not because he caused it. Did he cause the winds? Did he cause the winds? Did he cause the storm? Just like last week, we talked about Paul. Paul was in a circumstance, in a predicament that he didn't cause. He was an innocent man. He was chained. He was innocent. And he was in a ship. He was innocent. Taken away. Innocent. And everything that happened wasn't his fault. Was he alone? Was he alone? Never. And details weren't given, but Jesus didn't prepare them for what was coming ahead. Jesus told the disciples, get in the boat and meet me on the other side. What did they do? What did the disciples do? They got in the boat and they started to go to the other side. Were they following instructions? Yeah. And too often, even in our obedience, even in our obedience, we're going to meet challenges along the way. Jesus didn't warn them about the coming storm. Peter didn't wake up that morning to tell the fellas, fellas, this morning I'm going to walk on water. So I'm going to put my uh, Uggs. <laughs> no, it just, just, just happened. You know, our, 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 our modern days rob us of the wonder in the journey of our life. We're robbed of it because of technology, conveniences, we depend on the computer, GPS, Google, news media to tell us what's going to happen tomorrow. We have been robbed of the daily wander. You know, one of my beautiful, one of my most fondest memories with my father was reading a map with him. My father often we would ride together, drive together. He would point to the road signs and he would go, "Do you know that route?" And I would go, "That's two." He goes, "Great. Is that the interstate?" Or is that just going to be a local road? And I can go, no, Dad, it's going to be a local road. Good, let's find that in the map. And, and, I'm, and that was fun to me. And what's that route? Route 4. And what's this one? 141. I remember Jose was out on his first date. My son Jose, Pastor Jose now, uh, out on his first date. And on his first date, he got lost in Delaware. <laughs> and he was lost in Delaware. 
and he called me. And he, he called me on the phone freaking out. Man, <laughs> I don't know how to get back home. And, and I'm like, oh, hey, man, what, what, can, can you see? Can you see a sign or anything? Yeah, Papa, I don't, I don't, I, I can't see the numbers, man. And I'm like, oh, the good thing is you're still in Delaware. You know, you're going to be okay. And we're going to figure it out. But, but GPS robs us. I'm sorry to bring that up, though. <laughs> but listen, but listen, think about it. Because of GPS, because of GPS, we're not paying attention to anything. GPS tells us to turn, we turn. GPS tells us to stop, we stop. So we're not paying attention to the experience of the journey. And technology has done that. It robs us of the experience of wonder. So we have become weakened in the area of spontaneity. We don't know how to adjust our expectancy to accommodate the wonder of God's majestic grandeur. So when we hear the wind, we freak out because it's a thunderstorm and we don't actually stop to pay attention. Is it a wind or is it God's voice? Remember that there were, there were seasons in the lives of the people of Israel when they heard thunder. However, Moses heard the voice of God. He heard instructions. He heard vivid words in the midst of thunder while others heard thunder. Last week, we learned that Paul is being shipwrecked. And he made it to a place of refuge, not on a ship, but on a what? Anybody remember? On a plank. I asked Jody uh, this Thursday. I, I, I thought I was going to catch her. Yeah, just young people. I thought I was catching. Yeah, you were paying attention. She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, yeah, what, what did I talk about? She said, you talked about the plank. You look straight. She was too good. Uh, she was paying attention. It stuck. But, but we too have to be ready for the loops and the turns that come our way. Things don't always turn out the way we want or we expect. We have to have faith and believe he's with us. Even when things don't go our way. We sometimes pray these prayers that are so generically um, spirited that we think that we're praying to a God who himself is generic or simple. We act as if we have figured out God or as if we comprehend his way. God himself told Isaiah in Isaiah uh, 55 verses 8 and 9, he said, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are what? are far beyond anything you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts. Come on, finish it. Your heavenly father moves heaven and earth in ways that you can't understand or even imagine to get you where you need to be according to his will. We have cut him off from being great in our lives because we have put our faith, our hope in government, stimulus checks, government handouts, 
agencies, loans, banks, careers, education, skills, talents, and gifts, we cut off God's grandeur because we can depend more and more on this side of the boat versus standing out in the water. You know, our God became a pillar of fire in the night skies of the wilderness for the people of Israel. In extreme day heat of the very same wilderness, our God became a shade-giving cloud to keep those same people cool. When Israel needed a bridge to cross a mighty sea, God split the sea so that they could walk on dry land. And when enemies wanted to harm them, God uses the very same sea to drown out the enemies of the Israelites. You and I serve a mighty big God. Tell the person next to you, you and I serve a mighty, great God. Just mighty. I don't even know if that was grammatically correct. You and I or you and me or just, just, just put it together, all right? I, I know we have the college dean in here. She's right. Poor man. <laughs> poor, poor, poor man. Help him. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got my point. You and me, you and I, I and him. All right. <laughs> Us. <laughs> we. <laughs> yeah. Every time I'm writing my notes, I'm thinking, oh, Dr. Gladys is going to sit in the front row. Oh, why can't she be out at the beach this Sunday? <laughs> You know that God told the prophet Malachi in chapter 3. This is not up there, guys. Don't freak out. It's not up there. But, but I'm going to paraphrase that. He said, I don't change. Be- between, between Malachi and, and the New Testament, there's 400 years of, of nothing but silence. But he, still, he, he, said, he said to Malachi, I don't change. And then he picks up in the New Testament. He still doesn't change. And now you hold on to... to, to to the full word of God in your hand, I want you to know that he still doesn't change. I want you to read these scriptures with me. I want to read these together. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? God is not a man. Are you listening to that? Huh? I hear the debate whether he's black, whether he's white, whether he's Hispanic, whether he's on and on. God is not a what? So he doesn't lie. He is not, he is not, he is not, he is not human. So he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Next, another scripture for you. I have another scripture. There's another one. Isaiah, guys. Okay, you got it? Thank you. Isaiah 40 verse 8. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God You hear that? Yes. Give me the next verse, guys. All right, good job. Isaiah 14, 26, 27. I have a plan for the whole earth. Who has a plan? I, I, I hear the way the world moves and, 
and, and trying to do their part and, and they want to save the world and, and, and those that are against that and, and, and climate change and no climate change. And you hear, the, you hear the fighting and the bickering and the polarization. Everybody has their... God has a plan. Listen, he has a plan for the whole earth. A hand of judgment upon all the nations. Next. The Lord of heaven's armies has spoken. Who can, who, who can change his plan? When his hand is raised, who can stop him? You don't serve a punk God. Can I say that again without, you don't serve a punk God. Your God isn't and will never be a garden ornament. I don't know. Listen, our, our God will never be a garden ornament. He'll never be a, a backyard ornament, a front yard or He's not an ornament. Our, our God is not worn as an amulet to repel evil spirits. Our God doesn't hang on a cross on a wall in our home. Our, our God is in a religious building. Our God, your heavenly Father, wants to dwell within your heart and have communion with you everywhere you are. In good times and bad times. When it feels safe and when it feels dangerous, he wants to have communion with you. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 says, Look, I stand at the door and I what? I what? I what? Adrian, you're paying attention. He what? He knocks. And if you hear my voice and you open the door, what do I do? I'll come in. And we will what? A meal together as what? It's called communion. Communion. That's the God you serve. How dare you say that you're alone? How dare you feel alone? Rejected. Walking on the water was Peter's prayer. It wasn't Jesus' prayer. Whose prayer was it? Peter prayed that. Peter prayed that prayer. That sounds like a Peter prayer. The tongue twister. <laughs> Peter prayed. I got to stop writing these things. Peter. Peter prayed that prayer. <laughs> nope. Peter is the one who said, Jesus, call me to you. And Jesus said, jump in. Come on. Peter is now on the water and he's standing with Jesus. Peter is literally standing on what he asked. And then his eyes moved away from Jesus. I, I want to be clear about this. I want to be very clear about this real quick. I'm just a little... Quick side note, because I've heard this talk thousands of times and thousands of times. Preachers say that, you know, Peter takes his eyes off of Jesus. And that's partly right. But Jesus never said, why did you take your eyes off me? Jesus never said that. Jesus said, why did you have little faith? And why did you doubt me? Did you hear that? Because we hear this being taught that way. It's because he took his eyes off of Jesus. Well, Jesus never said, why did you take your eyes off me? He said, no, why did you have little faith and why did you doubt me? 
We struggle with believing what we pray for. Let me say that again. We struggle with believing what we pray for. Peter prayed to walk on water if it were really Jesus. And we too do the same. We ask God, send me, give me, choose me, and on and on. And once we have what we asked for, and we are now walking in and on what has been given to us, we often take our eyes off of Jesus by doubting and lacking in our faith. You ask God for that job. You remember that job you prayed for? You remember the job you asked me to pray for? You remember? Huh? God says it's yours. And now you have the job and you keep your eyes off of Jesus. You remember that spouse you wanted. You pray for that spouse. And now you have the spouse. God says it's yours. It's yours. She's yours. He's yours. You pray for it. And now the spouse is there. And you keep your eyes off of Jesus. You ask, the, you ask God in your prayers for children because you couldn't have children. And God says, here, I'm going to give you children. Amen. And now that you have the children, you keep your eyes off of Jesus and your eyes on the children. And sometimes we keep our eyes on what we prayed for. And we take our eyes off of the one we prayed to. Have you taken your eyes off of Jesus and now placed them on your prayers? I want you to think about that for a moment. I want to ask you these questions. Are, are you still in the comfort of your boat making demands but are afraid to step out of the boat? Are you relegating God to small wonders? Small things. I, I like to, you know, I get all kind of requests when you're in our prayer line and and please don't stop because I'm going to say these things. But some of the requests are quite interesting. Like really quite interesting. It's almost like you make God a genie. It's weird to hear your concept of who your God is. I have a plant and my plant is, something's wrong with my plant. Could you pray that my plant? What? Are you trying to figure him out and understand his ways or can you just simply trust the one you're praying to? I'm going to start wrapping up soon. By soon, I mean another 30 minutes. <laughs> Don't get too excited. Peter walked on water with Jesus. Think about this. But the storm never stopped. I'm going to say this again. Peter walked on water with Jesus, but the storm never stopped. The very conditions that were in the boat were the very same conditions outside the boat. The only difference is that Jesus wasn't affected by the winds, the storms, or the waves in the way that the disciples were. Are you following that? Are you getting that? There were winds when, when they were in the boat. And then as, when he got on, on the water, the winds were still there. The circumstances didn't change. I don't think you're listening. 
There's some times that you're thinking that now I have Jesus, everything's just, uh, I'm telling you, circumstances are going to, huh? Peter prayed the wrong prayer, and I'm going to tell you that. Peter prayed the wrong prayer. Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Jesus responds, yes, come, come. Jesus didn't answer Peter's prayer to walk on water. Jesus is answering Peter's prayer regarding it really being Jesus walking on the water. And I know that's a twister there. Are you getting that? Are you following? The root cause of the disciples' problems, including Peter, was the wind. Winds were stirred up and the waves were stirred up. Peter never prays the winds to stop. He just prayed to have Jesus as a companion in his circumstances. It was the wrong prayer. Are you listening? Please, are you listening? It was the wrong prayer. He never prayed for the conditions and the circumstances around him to change, to stop. No, if it's really you, send me to walk on water. Jesus goes, it's me, but come on, walk, come on. Are you following that? The Bible says in verse 32 that when they climbed back into the bow, the wind stopped. When did the wind stop? When did the wind stop? When they climbed back into the boat. Did Peter ever pray for the wind to stop? No. But when he saw, verse 30, but when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and he began to He began to, did Peter pray for the wind to stop? Huh? Or did he? Or did you just just miss it? You know, um, I asked, uh, uh, was it yesterday? I'm sorry, Friday. I asked uh, someone to close out in prayer and our two are better. Right? Two are better. I asked someone to pray. And they freaked out. They thought I they thought I had asked them for the, the codes of the nuclear. <laughs> freaked out. Just freaked out. Where's Chris? There he is. He got it. And, and then and he goes, I just do it short. I can do something short. Part of what we miss is that. Peter then, after being on the water with Jesus, then prayed the right prayer. What was the right prayer? What was the right prayer? You ready? You ready? Two words. Save me. Save me. See, the wrong prayer was, if it's you, send me to walk on water. It was the wrong prayer. The right prayer was what? Saving. Circumstances around them were treacherous. They were dangerous. They needed some saving, didn't they? Yeah. 
got distracted. You know why? I want to do what Jesus is doing. When we read that Jesus climbs back in the boat, we assume that the wind stopped because Jesus climbed in the boat with Peter. But we forget that Jesus climbing back in the boat with Peter was an answered prayer. Save me was his prayer. Save me. Did you hear that, Chris? Did did you hear that, Chris? uh, I think I'm going to tell you something that you probably don't hear in a lot of churches. In fact, I may get criticized for this. I don't care. Stop praying so much. Your, your, your prayers turn into babble. Sometimes you just pray too much. Pray less. I'm going to be that pastor to tell you to pray less. Think before you speak. Think before you ask. Sometimes all you need to say is, say I want you to stand to your feet and and I don't I don't know what the storms in your life or the circumstances in your life look like I don't know I, I don't know it's all different for all of us it's all different for all of us for some people it's 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 finances, for other people it's a relationship, for other people it's health, for other people it's emotions, feelings, family, whatever it may look like. I, I, want you to, I want you to close your eyes right here. Just close your eyes. Be obedient. Just close your eyes. And I want you to take a moment and I want you to think about how can I change the way I have been praying to pray a save prayer right there just where you are this is between you and your father you and your heavenly father not you and a pastor you and the church those that are watching online this is this has nothing to do with a denomination with a religion with a faith it's between you and your heavenly father who is there with you in the midst of this storm that you're going through i want you to think about that how am i praying and what can i do different and how Can I pray differently? Heavenly Father, we come before you. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.